Hello, listeners. This is Gene Aversa, and I'm here with another episode of Serving Up Comics with Gene and Nick. A hey. show dedicated to comic lovers like me and Nick. Hey, Nick. Yeah. Hey, how's it going? Yeah. Diego doesn't read comics, does he? No, no, he doesn't. He think he which are he doesn't like he doesn't like arcs. He doesn't like good stories. He doesn't like art. Yeah, he doesn't like art. He thinks uh, it's he thinks everything's trash. Yeah, so Nick, uh what are you reading? What is uh what is on your uh, pull list as the segment is called? Yeah, you know what? Honestly, I've been I've been trying to catch up on the uh the Unjustice comics. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry, the Injustice. Injustice. Yeah, Injustice. Uh, Right now, the Injustice universe kind of had like a uh, Injustice crossover with Masters of the Universe. Oh, with He-Man, yeah. Yeah, with He-Man, So, uh, which I've been kind of getting into that. Uh, What was it? I started reading a little more of the Teen Titans comics with Titans kind of coming back into – back into swing and stuff like that. So, you know what? Honestly, I'm – that's kind of what I've been like mainly getting into and stuff like that. That has been my pull list. I've been, you know, and it's, uh, I went back to go re, uh, reread the Judas contract, went back to go read a couple other ones too. And we'll be getting into that later. Um, but you've been reading that on the DC universe app, correct? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Cause that's uh well, we're going to talk a little bit about having comics digital, having your content. Um, if you're a subscriber of, uh, a certain uh, Marvel or DC having it all digital now. So uh, look forward to that. Um, but yeah, um, Injustice 2, what is it? Injustice Masters of the Universe? I don't know. Yeah. Crossover. Um, it's it's based on the second ending for Injustice 2, which is if Superman wins. It's the darkest yeah. ending ever. Yeah, it's the it's the dark it's the dark timeline where Superman Superman lives and then a uh, because you know they're already been crossing over dimensions and everything like that they end up ripping open a uh, portal uh, what was it into you know uh, Ucarnia and uh, they and you know He Man and everybody else kind of start coming over and they start causing some some chaos. Are you were you a He Man fan? Uh, you know what? Growing up, I used to watch the old TV show, uh, which uh, the the old TV show that used to be on Cartoon Network. Oh, okay. Oh uh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Were they, uh, was it like Skeletor's real name is Keldor? Yeah, it was like Keldor turned, or something like that. Turned yeah. into a skull. He's like, you know what? I feel like Skeletor now. Yeah, Skeletor. You know, makes me makes me feel a lot better about this. Um, but yeah, uh, I that was that was kind of like my first uh, instance with He Man. Uh, I started trying to get back into He Man comics just because there is going to be a like uh, uh, a reboot of He Man coming up uh, with Netflix pretty soon. So yeah, by Kevin Smith. Yeah, Kevin Smith, Mark Bernardin, and a couple other people. So I mean, I can't, I can't wait to kind of jump back into the realm of He Man. So that's gonna be pretty yeah. cool. He Man's an underrated character for sure. Um, he is, and you know, he he does. You know what He Man needs? He Man needs a good movie. That's what he needs. Yeah. It's There's supposed to be a movie next year, but that will probably not go into development. <laughs> no. <I> mean, <laughs> Which I, I mean, it's probably not going to go in development. I mean, not only that, but also you have what, uh, the Dolph Lundgren He-Man Masters of the Universe from like nineteen eighty something. Yeah. Which is which the movie is just garbage because I think He-Man's in like seven percent of yeah. the movie. Like he's in barely any of it. Well, you know, it was a canon film, and canon films didn't um, have any money, so 
and they got the property. They're like, how are we going to make this work with I don't know, $2? Don't, don't spend all your money on Dolph Lundgren. I don't know. I mean, yeah. shit. I mean, I, I get it. Dolph Lundgren costs like five bucks to, to which I to get back then, but that didn't mean it's below the whole budget. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, but um, speaking of delays, um, I've been reading Doomsday Clock, which I feel is always going to be bi-monthly. Man, um, I'm just waiting for it to finish at this point. Yeah, it was always going to be delayed. There was always going to be issues. Well, that's the thing, though, is that I for Doomsday Clock, it keeps getting de- it keeps on getting delayed. So it's it's really throwing off this. Uh, which I'll, it's really throwing off like kind of like the when to get it, when uh, when not to get it, and stuff like that. But the other problem is that I I kind of don't like the fact that they they're pushing more towards it being like an outworld story. Elseworlds, yeah, like, um, like I didn't, I didn't well, really. It's, like I don't know if it's like Elseworlds, but it feels, it feels like it's in the future of continuity because like Batman has a different costume. Yeah, Batman um, has a has a different costume, and like there's a couple other things that are going up. But the thing is that I, I did kind of want that to be in the actual like main canon of yeah, the, like the uh, main like store like. The main kind of uh, continuity right now. Yeah, yeah like I, I kind of wanted that, not, and I feel like they, which they had other stories that when they wanted to tell. Not only that, but also I think that you know, kind of getting collaborating and putting Doomsday Clock together took too long, and they were just like, yeah, we're just gonna make it an Elseworld story. Let's just let's just, you know, because it really did feel like it was gonna. Well, take no, I don't. I don't think it's an Elseworlds because it's the, the whole thing is uh, it's how the New Fifty Two got so. Um, how it got so, uh, you know, what, what differences it, it, that led to the, this new universe being so different than yeah, but, yeah, but the thing is that you have, you, but you're, you're trying to answer that question, but all, everybody else is still having their own storylines in the main continuity yeah. and yeah. none of them are addressing Doomsday Club. Like nobody's, nobody's bringing well, that, it up. That, that's, 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 I think is a, uh, that's a shame for editorial because they really tried to build up a lot of synergy um, <clears throat> before the comic came out with uh, the button and the one shot that came out <clears throat> that showed that Watchmen, um, the Watchmen characters are going into the DC universe. But yeah, I think that's more of an editorial yeah, but editorial I, uh, problem. Well, if that, is, if that is an editorial problem, then they, they really need to, they really need to fix it. Yeah. Because if you have, I mean, it's 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 a really good story. Um, I, I I disagree with some decisions that they made, but I mean, it's it's at least interesting. It's a, it is at least interesting. Yeah, it's interesting for sure. Um, yeah, it's it's some of it just feels a little fan fictiony at times. Yeah, that's the things I don't agree with. But yeah. Yeah, but it's it's certainly uh, it it has a lot to say at least and. So, some things, some things are, some things really do sound like if you and a couple of buddies were drunk at a bar, mm-hmm. and you were like, "What about if like you know Jarrell didn't die on Krypton, mm-hmm. and then became a villain, and like started controlling everybody and taking people in and out? Like, would that be kind of cool? Like, it, it it really does sound like something stupid, but like." <laughs> Like, somebody was really trying to go, like, oh, people will fucking jump at this shit. People are going to, like, totally lose their minds when they find out about that. Yeah. And in reality, it's kind of like, yeah, that's like, like, I get, like, oh, yeah, go down the line and then make a left turn right when everybody's doing it. But not, 
not making a left turn, not making two lefts, a right, and a fucking which and go straight. Like Jesus Christ, man! It's it, yeah, for sure. It's uh, I, I kind of I, I don't know if we could have the final word on it until it actually finishes, which is supposed that, to be December. That's that's my thing though, and I I I, and I, I don't want to catch up on it. Just because of that fact, though, is because because it, it, I've read a couple. I've been trying to ca- keep up, catch up to it, and sometimes it kind of feels like, oh yeah, we're trying to, oh well, we wrote one thing, now we're trying to fix it. I, oh, we we liked that. Oh, we didn't really like this, and it, it really does sound like a story that is being written in the moment and not like, oh yeah, we had a plan for. It. Yeah, you know. Uh, what was it? And I get it. You know, comic books are very much. You know, they're they're written month uh, month to month or week to week or anything like that. And you're kind of coming up with the story as it goes. But I mean, at least having like a journey or an arc for certain characters and going, all right, well, Batman's gonna start here, and by the middle, by the end of it, he's gonna be all the way over here. How do we get to these points? And like having like road mark and uh, having like checkpoints, not just kind of mm-hmm. going. Well, let's just see what happens. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's it's certainly. Um, I mean, we're getting a little convoluted, but I mean, again, uh, let's just see how it uh, it finishes. Yeah, I can't wait to buy. I, I'm, I, you know what? No matter how much I'm talking shit about it, I'm still gonna, I'm gonna go buy a hard copy. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good collector's <laughs> item. Yeah, I don't think you're talking shit, but no, I I see your. Uh, no, I see your uh, criticisms for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm still gonna go. I'm, I'm still gonna go buy a collector's edition of it. I'm still gonna go put it inside my, which I'll put it in my collection and you know flip through it as like a giant graphic. I feel like um, Doomsday Clock is gonna do really well as a graphic novel. Oh yeah, for sure. I think, I, that. I think that Doomsday Clock would have been really dope as a as like a a, a one shot graphic novel or even like a couple of like couple of graphic novels. And stuff like that, and not like a week to week. Yeah, it, it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like Walking Dead, like the like Walking DC, yeah, like DC like, Black Label. Yeah, like if you read the Walking Dead week to week, it's kind of it's kind of dull. <laughs> it, yeah, if you if you read the Walking Dead week to week, it, it was it was pretty dull. Like a comic book, like there, not a lot would happen. A lot of people would just be talking, and you know, it's a lot of setup for five comics down the line. And stuff like that. But if you read that bitch in, in a compendium, you know, you really do get like the, you do, really do get the gravitas and everything like that. So I do feel that, you know, Doomsday Clock is going to do the same thing. It's going to have that, it's going to have that gravitas and that, that real surprise and shock factor that they were looking for m- more as a compendium than anything else. Right, right. Well, yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I just, I just feel the current editorial of DC seems a little scattered, like, uh, you know, there was three Jokers announced, and I guess they'll eventually get to that with all their other Joker plans. Yeah, I mean like, about to, what uh, the, like uh, how do you, how do you make how do you how do you have that as one of the like biggest drops? Like one of the biggest bombs on Batman is figuring out that there was three Jokers the entire time you've been Batman, and then Batman went, "Well, I'll get to it." Mm-hmm. His greatest villain. There's been three of them the whole time, and he's like, "I mean, that sounds like a that sounds like tomorrow. That sounds like bat like five years from now, Batman's problem. Not really mine." Yeah, no, definitely. That's a uh, comic book continuity. Yeah, it's unfortunate. But um, going to that, let's uh, switch topics. Um, we're talking about another comic book series. Um, 
but it's on Amazon Prime, which is The Boys. Yes. Came out shortly after Comic Con. I remember that was a big, there was a big marketing push there by Amazon Prime. Yes. Um, you binge watch it. I binge. Oh watch. yeah, I I I mean I I think I think The Boys is an awesome TV show, man. Uh, what was it? Uh, the Boys does so much. You know what? The Boys is what Powers should have been. <laughs> so it should have had money. Um, if pa- if Powers would have yeah, had money yeah. and backing, mm-hmm. and the boys is writers, yeah, I think Powers could have been could have been the boys. They took my fucking Powers. <laughs> no, because if you really look at Powers, like the first couple of episodes, it very much has the same kind of concept. Mm-hmm. It does have the same concept. Like superheroes aren't who you think they are. They're you know superheroes are are aren't as you know assholes. Yeah, yeah, they're assholes and stuff like that. They take advantage of people. They're all about like the money and like the gravitas of like the job and stuff like that. They don't really give a shit about people and everything else. That's powers. The boys is what happens when you take that concept and you do it correctly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and and not to say, like, the acting inside of Powers was bad. I just think, you know, they didn't have enough funding. They really didn't have enough funding, and they didn't, you know, they, I, I, man, the writing wasn't as, wasn't as good, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's unfortunate, because that's a good yeah. thing to um, yeah. yeah, the, the boys is, um, you know, it's funny, because this, this is a, uh, it's a show that came out in our teens. I was thinking about that. Um, as well, oh. it's a comic book series that came out when, when we were teenagers. And 10 years later, it's a show, and it's coming out like when we were in our 20s. And it's it's more it's, it's funny because it seems like the story kind of aged um, aged with uh, with us because, I mean, you know, the boys, when it came out, it was a little crude, you know? Like, it was yeah. pretty crude. Pretty glued um, as well with, uh, you know, dogs chewing off balls and testicles yeah i i do i do feel like the the comic book isn't as in some areas as polished as the tv show yeah and i do think that the tv show on the the boys uh which are tv show the boys series on amazon has the benefit of having a complete you know having complete stories Mm -hmm. and being and having the ability to go okay so what are we going to take what are we not going to take because there's a great story in here but there's also not so great stories in here as well. Yeah, no. <laughs> like, what do, what do we take and what do we throw out the out the window and go? Okay, well, that wasn't important. And they they did do a really good job of kind of taking out all the bullshit and mm-hmm. just keeping really good stuffing. Not only that, but also I think you know keeping it to that. I think it's is it eleven or twelve episodes? I think it's twelve episodes, isn't it? Uh, for for this for this season, there's eight. Yeah, there was. Oh, there was only eight. Okay, still. Yes. Eight episodes, you know, I think that there is a benefit to keeping it really tight. You know, uh, it, it's, it, it is the one problem that, like, shows like Arrow or The Flash do have when they have to meet that 20-episode uh, mark mm-hmm. uh, every season is that there's a lot of fluff. There's a lot of, you know, there's a main yeah. story, but we have to have, you know, 10 episodes that have nothing to do with our main story, but our, our heroes do learn something in the meantime mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Whereas in this filler. There's a lot of filler episodes. It's like yeah. anime. Yeah, very much like anime. You know, uh, we gotta we gotta wait until the until the manga gets a couple of more episodes ahead, because we got up. So we're gonna have to you know fill for the next you know three or four weeks. But I do think that the boys does a really good job of um, you know 
they got a story and they were like, how do we get, how do we present this in the best possible way? Yeah, it's, yeah, I mean, I, I, cause I mean, I love the comic, but yeah, it certainly gives a lot more characters, more empathy um, as well. Um, you know, Starlight being, being the prime example of that, you know, she really gets put through the ringer in the original comic. And, you know, I mean, she goes through a lot of stuff, but it's not as demeaning, which I really appreciate as well. And, yeah, the, uh, she has, you know, she has, like, her own agency. Um, I, I don't remember how tied she was to kind of a religious right in the, uh, in the comic. I remember she was a very religious character, but the fact that they kind of made her question her own, like, faith and kind of the... Uh, yeah. the the uh, uh, fanatic nature of religion is pretty cool. Yeah, and I do, I do kind of like the idea. The, I mean, as somebody who, I mean, for for the show to kind of go, uh, there are hypocrites and there are people that are just purely doing this for the money and stuff like that. But to also have somebody like Starlight who really does believe in what she's trying to sell. You know, she really does believe in, you know, in, in God and she believes in her faith and she believes in everything else and her kind of, you know, stepping away from the spotlight just because she sees these people are full of shit. These people don't give a shit about anything and they, they're very hypocritical. They, they're, they'll do one thing and then automatically flip flop to something totally different. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it's also uh, interesting that this comes out during the Trump era when the original comic came out in the Bush era, which, you know, had yeah. a lot of that as well. <laughs> well not only that, uh, yeah. but also I, I, I do believe that this the this show benefits the most from its cast. Mm-hmm. Its cast sells the show. I mean, right. the, the material is good, but, Car- but the thing is that, I mean, Anthony Starr as well as Homelander. Yeah, I mean, creeps, creeps you out. Yeah, but I mean, Anthony Starr, I mean, without, without Anthony Starr, the show, I, I think, doesn't work the same way. Mm-hmm. You know, he really does sell Homelander. He sells the idea of, oh, yeah, what would happen if Superman was, you know, made to be Superman? You know, he, he was, he, yeah, like he, he was, he was brought up inside of a, like a, a science lab and, you know, done everything, you know, he, he wasn't. You know, he didn't grow up by the nicest people on the earth. He was grown up by a a corporation for a purpose. Mm -hmm. And what would happen to that person? What happens to that kid that grows up that way? Does he become a good person? Does he become a fucking sociopath? I don't know. Got to figure it out. Yeah, it's... Yeah, Homelander is just one of the most well-known characters as well. And, you know, the things he does in the show is just so irredeemable and you know it's not like he's a villain he wanted to love it's just like man you fucking hate this guy yeah not, i mean alone the plane scene is by far one of the greatest parts of the show mm-hmm. the plane scene uh what was it I, I i mean i don't know if we want to spoil anything for the show i mean it's been out two months yeah it's been out two months oh. i think we could talk about it and everything like that but uh which are in in the uh in one of the episodes i think it's in like the fourth or fifth episode um homelander and uh what was it uh homelander goes to go save a you know a plane that's been hijacked mm-hmm. and as he's on the plane he he very much fucks up 
Mm-hmm. He he blow he you know he 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 laser beams the uh, the cockpit and kind of goes, all right, well everybody on the plane's dead, let's leave, you know. And but but he yeah. has that he has that great switch, which mm-hmm. is awesome. The uh, what was it the that moment of going like yeah everybody's dead, and then turning to everybody and going like everybody's gonna be fine, we'll be okay, don't mind us, we're just gonna go to the back of the plane. You know, and it, it's that moment of, you know, of his switch when everybody mm-hmm. starts freaking out, going like, wait, are you leaving? You're going to you're going to let us die here. And it's like, I swear to God, I will I will kill every last one of you if you don't like if you don't stop. Yeah. It, the, he, mm-hmm. Huh? No, I said, yeah, the switch of that character just going from uh, just this, uh, you know, Man of Steel to just the scummy character is just so yeah. well done. Yeah, he know, he knows how to do it perfectly, where he can be the Man of Steel and then turn into Lex Luthor, and just kind of go like I, I like it doesn't matter what happens to you; it only matters what happens to me. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's actually the best way to put Homelander is that very much, if like Lex Luthor was given, you know, the powers of Superman. Yeah. Because he's so cold and calculated. He's so cold. He's so calculated. He's all kind of out for number one. He thinks he's the greatest thing in the world. Uh, yeah, I mean that's the that's the best way to kind of you know make uh, which are to show Homelander and everything else. I think that's awesome. I agree. Um, but yeah, no, the, I mean the rest of the cast is pretty great. Um, yeah, man, Jack uh, Quaid. Star- yeah, Jack Quaid. Um, I love uh, what's her name, the Starlight, Aaron Moriarty. She's, you know, you just feel for that character. Uh, the guy that plays A Train, Jesse Usher. Jesse Just Usher. Usher, yes. Yeah. Because, I mean, A Train isn't as, uh, you know, that he has some depth to him, but, you know, he's also a bit irredeemable, and you feel for him in some scenes, I would say. Yeah, I mean, very much so. A Train is, he's a junkie. Mm-hmm. He he very much is a junkie. I mean, it's a, it's it's a damn shame that he's a junkie, and everything like that. But I I do I I do feel, uh, I I it's hard for me to feel for a train because he is kind of an asshole. And when you really think about it, he does kind of deserve everything that's coming to him. Yeah. You know, uh, was it Jesse Usher does an awesome job as him? Uh, who else? Uh, Aaron Mortal, uh, which on Moriarty, she does a great job as Starlight. I mean, like I said, the whole cl- the whole cast yeah. does does a great uh, and, job. And I was uh, really happy that they actually got Simon Pig um, as Huey's dad because yeah. he is modeled after him. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think that's I think that's so awesome that they were mm-hmm. like, why don't you know, like a little tiny Easter egg of this is going to be kind of cool. Why don't we just put it in? And stuff like that. I, I mean, it's a great project. Uh, I'm obviously it's done really well. I mean, it, it has an eight point eight on IMDb already. Nine point two. It's. I mean, it, it just took off, and I think that you know, more people should go watch it. If you haven't seen it yet, go check it out. Yeah. Um, are you a fan of Simon Pig's like American accent? By the way, his American yeah. accent. You know what? I feel like Simon Pegg's American accent is a little weird. Mm-hmm. Um, because straight up for um, most actors who are from like U- from Europe or the UK, they always have this weird southern twang. Yeah, and you can kind of you kind of hear it inside of uh, what was it inside of Simon Pegg's like mm-hmm. 
inside of it where he has this southern twang to it where you're kind of like yeah. you're in the middle of like New York dude like you're in Chicago why the fuck do you have a southern t- twang like that don't make any sense <laughs> and stuff like that yeah. I, I, I feel like it would have been easier if you would have just let him have his accent and then just gone my dad's from Europe like e- an easy fucking yeah. like, one line I'm just going like yeah like my dad came from Europe a couple of years which I, like my dad came to, came from Europe and you know we grew up here and shit like that. Like, an easy fucking line would automatically excuse it. You can kind of go, like, all right, cool, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, Simon Pegg's got an accent. All right, whatever. It's not that big of a deal. There you go, yeah. Just accept it. Yeah. But, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's it's great. I love it. I would recommend it to anyone. And I think at times it kind of out, outlines the comic. Yeah, you know what? Honestly, I, I do feel like it's uh, it's a little better than the comic. Uh, like I said before, the comic was a little, a little all over the place at times, mm-hmm. where the story wasn't as cohesive yes. uh, it, it, as the show. You know, the and like I said, I mean, right now they've only they've only gotten you know two, maybe three, like I think like maybe like two and a half, like arcs in. You know, yeah. hope, there is still plenty of comic book for them to use. Use it. I'm okay with it. Have fun with it. Yeah. Uh, what was it? I, I, I'm saying I say this for not only for the boys, but also for the Umbrella Academy. It, it, it kind of has that same vibe to it. I, I very much think, you know, you do you. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, just uh, winding down with that, um, with the boys, it's, you know, in like a uh, so many comic book movies, it's cool to have a satire of yeah. them as well. Because just like the little like touches like uh, Seth Rogen. His like fake uh, press junket with a uh, black noir. Yeah, the cinematic universe is just, you know, it's, it really satirizes just the whole state of the industry. Well, not only that, but also uh, what was it like uh, superhero movies? Mm-hmm. Like the fact that like there is a uh, there, there's an entire universe. There's a there's a there's a real like what is it? There's a real um, team. And they have like their own things, but then also they have like their own like villain universe. Yeah. To it, and I, I think that's really interesting as well. I do think that it's really interesting that the thing that Homelander thought is he needed supered, uh, was it super villains? Mm-hmm. Like he was like, yeah, the one thing that we don't have is we don't have any super villains. Like we don't we don't have these like these mastermind villains that we have to battle. We just battle you know regular human beings. What is this country? This country needs a new new class of villain, and fucking Homelander gave it to him, man. He he just mm-hmm. went like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna I'm gonna give a bunch of like terrorists, you know, superhuman powers, and let's just see what happens. Yeah, basically, yeah, it's a good dad. Yeah, such a such a well written plot point, but uh, yeah, no, um, just brilliant show. Um, um, just the next thing I wanted to. Go on to just completely off topic, which was um topic we thought we'd address on Nick, your um your DC Universe app. There's been a lot of uh it's been a lot of uh talk of uh comics going digital last uh-huh. decade. Um what what are your thoughts on uh co- digital versus regular comics? It seems like you really need more towards digital. What what is your case for that? Um, it, 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 I mean, I, I'm pretty sure me and Hugh have had this conversation before, uh, but for, for 
an actual like user of digital comics and stuff like that. I mean, because I don't just use it on my app. I also use I also buy comics like that I can't get on you know Amazon Prime, and I'll read them on my Kindle or my computer or anything like that. Um, it's more out of convenience than anything else, but I do I uh, what was it? I do like having a comic book though i do like you yeah know, the smell of it <laughs> yeah it, it's it's very much like having like a great novel inside your backpack or anything like that like i i really do like having you know uh what was it a nice big graphic novel inside of my mm-hmm. inside my backpack um comic books themselves like actual like weekly comics not so much i do feel like they like sometimes they do leave a little bit of clutter mm-hmm and stuff like that, where, you know, it, it is a little bit, uh, it is a little nicer to kind of just have like, oh, yeah, I can go ahead and just, you know, whatever comic I want, I, I want, I can just search for it, you know, pull it up and I can read it. Yeah. And stuff like that. Instead of having to go through whatever, however many boxes I have and try and find that specific comic book and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I think that it's, like I said, it's more a convenience. Um, I do think that it's a real shame, though, because... I love comic book stores and mm-hmm. the more, the, the, the more and more we move towards digital comics, uh, the more you're going to see these stores go out of business. And right. I mean, I, you know, they're already kind of going out of business. Yeah. Uh, very much so. I mean, I, I, I talked to the, which a couple people at the comic book, at the comic book store that we used to go to all the time. Uh, was it under city comics? I, I pass by every so often, you know, talk to Renee, talk to a couple other people that's inside, you know, pick up a graphic novel or some, or so even a, pick up a pop or anything like that. But they even say too, like, you know, we have to, we have to start thinking about other things that we can sell in the store. Right, so like D and D, or yeah, like they're opening up to like D and pops, you know, they, uh, board games, stuff like that. You know, it, it's more, it's becoming more of like this is a place to get collectibles, while also you know you can pick up a comic book or so. Right. And I and I think a lot of comic book stores are having to do that. They have, they're, they're, I mean, as the business changes, it's kind of like Blockbuster, you know. <laughs> that's yeah. it's shitty when you think about it but yeah it is kind of like blockbuster when netflix came out man like these companies are very i mean if you think about it these companies are saving how much money when they just put it on digital they don't need to print they don't need to they don't need to spend money on printing they don't need to spend money on shipping they don't need to spend uh what was it they they can get the the comic book out to its uh users and its users can immediately go to the uh, which i go on the app and read them i mean as marvel as you know disney progresses with their disney plus they're they're developing a marvel app so that way you can also you know read your marvel comics and do everything like that too uh i wouldn't be surprised if more and more companies did that or even jumped on board with you know already existing uh apps yeah and stuff like that i could see that yeah yeah i mean it's gonna be really it's gonna be really weird and really interesting uh i'm wondering if they're gonna start giving you um ads while you're reading mm-hmm. and stuff like that you know because because they gotta figure out how to make money somehow yeah it's uh yeah it's certainly it's you know it's a business and they have to excuse me they have to keep making a profit I mean it is what it is yeah I mean that's that's pure and simple like they have uh, I don't want them to stop writing so mm-hmm. I will support them in any capacity uh, I do wish that it didn't hurt 
comic book stories as much as it does. But yeah, I, I do see in probably like the next like five to six years, maybe a comic, uh, a lot of comic book stories kind of going to the wayside, like uh, like a blockbuster. Yeah. Or, um, it's, or yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see. I'll have hope. Um, but yeah. Well, I mean, economically, it's even smarter, too. That's the funny. Mm-hmm. That's the sad part, though. You know, do I go and I spend five dollars a month and I can get as many comic books as I want? I can even get backlog and everything else. Or do I spend two dollars on each comic book that I'm going to get and maybe find a backlog, maybe have to wait for it to be ordered, you mm-hmm. know? You know, I mean, that's the fun of going to go search for comics, but that's also kind of the frustration, too. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, the spinning rack days are gone. Um, yeah. You know, everyone's just trying to collect. And yeah, we'll, we just have to see what happens. I, you know, just wrapping up here, I just think the crazy time to be alive, crazy time to collect comic books, just crazy time for everything. We're really transitioning into this future. And, uh, I think comic books will be here to stay, but in what form? Don't know yet. We'll we'll see. Just I I keep have supporting no- local businesses. I have noticed. <laughs> I have noticed yeah. though. I uh, what was it? I do read more graphic novels. Like even though I have graphic novels on the DC app, uh, graphic novels are mm-hmm. something in which I I do still buy, and I'll still buy it and read it and stuff like that and kind of go, oh, okay, cool. This is a this is a comic book I want. Uh, what was it? I still do go pick up a graphic novel. You know, I, mm. I, I do I do like, you know, feeling the, the weight of the book and, you know, flipping through the pages and stuff like that. You know, reading a good graphic novel, even though sometimes I can get it on the DC app, I will still go get a graphic novel, you know, not only for uh, to read it, but also just to collect it as well. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that's, uh, that's you know, the that's one of the main points of uh, the selling the business model. What what about you? Do you do you are you moving towards uh, which uh, paper or are you going more towards digital? What's up? Are you going more towards paper? Or are you staying towards? Are you going towards digital? Um, digital. Digital. Well, I mean, you've been using uh, you've been using my uh, which uh, my DC universe. How how have you been liking it? Um, I've been liking it. It's just uh, um, not much to read right now. I mean, you know, I'm trying to. Do more digital because I could read as much as I can. But yeah, yeah, and I mean, especially since you know, I I also really like uh, the digital as well because I like I do I really do like their content. Uh, so far, their content's been pretty good. Uh, it does keep me on the on the page for like Titan season two. Swamp Thing was pretty good. Uh, what was it? The, I mean, they're, they're, they're giving you content left and right. So I, I, yeah. do, I, I can't wait to see what else they add on to it. Yeah, definitely. Okay, yeah. I mean, yeah, we'll uh, keep, uh, keep getting the DC Universe, net, uh, DC Universe out. Um, keep doing that. Just kind of wrapping up. Let's just see what happens. But Nick, our time is up. Absolutely. Uh, D- also, before we leave, DC, yeah. send us money. We, we keep plugging you. Do it. we're not we're not sponsored to say like we love dc but it's okay we will we will be sponsored it's fine we won't we we do not think that highly of ourselves so dc send us money as much as as easily and as much as you want Mm -hmm. cool cool nick uh nick where can people find you at you can always find me at uh facebook nick uh nick valero or you can always find me at twitter uh the real nick valero uh on twitter cool You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, G9892. Follow and subscribe 
to the Waffle Press. Um, we're at the Waffle Press on Twitter, on Instagram, which we have now. Follow there and subscribe to Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, and we're Apple Podcasts. Absolutely. And also, get, uh, which are in the comments, let's go ahead and get a discussion going on. How do you, what do you guys feel about digital comics? Do you guys prefer the paper comics? Let us know how you feel. Let's, let's start a nice little conversation in the comments, in the comments if we can. Uh, all right. And thank you for listening, for watching. We've been professionally and unprofes- professional.